This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report. At Vanderbilt, it's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a cold one, and enjoy the show. The Music City is our state, and West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation, anchor down. Welcome back into the Door Report, episode 252, on a cold but still lovely Thursday, December 14th, as I forgot to update my script here with the date, December 14th, 2023. I am Will Byram, joined as always by my co-host Trevor Hewlin and our loyal producer, Miss Phoebe. Thank you for joining us here today, Phoebe. We might have, Trevor. We talked about it before. This might be the shortest episode of TDR in the history of TDR. We've said this before. There's actually nothing to talk about. Yeah. Like you said, we were even wondering if we even wanted, like, we almost wanted to just take the week off because there's literally nothing to talk about. TDR listeners, TDR fans out there, we're here for you. (laughs) This is for you. You need me. You need me to save you, to get you through this boring ass time (laughs) of athletics right now. There was no basketball game. You need me to save you. No significant updates on the coaching staff. Very little significant updates in the transfer portal. Literally almost nothing to discuss, but we still found some storylines to discuss here on episode 252. And we're going to tease a special guest that we have Ooh, upcoming. Big things, for 253. big things coming. So stay tuned during episode 252 for who's going to be joining next week on episode 253 of TDR. Might be a familiar name mm, to some of the listeners out there. Might be a, a throwback to a guy Some, that used to be joining this podcast quite a bit. Somebody in a, in, in the TDR universe, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Might have to find out in segment one. Have they been a part of more than two TDRs? They have. So it's not Blake Froming. They've been a part of at least more than two at TDRs. Least more at than least two. more than two TDRs. But we have an update a little bit on the transfer portal in episode 252. The 2024 Vanderbilt football schedule has been officially released, and there are some small little changes in that schedule that I don't think we expected heading into the 2024 season. That'll be a little bit of a discussion, not a full preview or anything, but a little bit of a discussion. And Trevor, you're going to give us a little bit of a coaching staff update. I am. In segment one or segment two, I'm not sure yet. And then we will have a very brief, very boring, and very depressing preview of Vanderbilt's upcoming matchup against Texas Tech. Not going to be great. No. I, I don't hey, have... Hey, we already beat them once in bidding for Tyron Lawrence, so... So... We're 1-0 against 1-0 Tech. 1-0 against... Man, how... I'm going to ask this question before we actually get into segment one. 
When was the last time you were this disinterested in Vanderbilt basketball? And overall, the Vanderbilt fan base was this disinterested in mid-December. Nobody's talking about it. I don't think I've ever been this disinterested. Really? Like, a lot of people say, well, last year. I don't think anybody was... I it wasn't be wrong. this bad. I don't no, I don't think anybody was this disinterested this time last year. I don't no. know. It's subjective, but I I truly I don't I don't know the last, I don't think I've ever been this disinterested this in December basketball. I think the expectations this year were also at least equal or a little bit higher than last year. Yeah. I mean, it was tournament or bust and right now this team's sitting at 4 and 5, 200 plus in Ken Palm and the net. It's not looking good currently for the Commodores. But before we get into all that and much more, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Door Report. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, give our podcast 5 stars and a review on iTunes. Trevor before I say it's time for segment one, I forgot to say we are presented by Corey Perkins of Parks Realty. Perk Dog. Perk Dog. If you're a first time home buyer or looking to move homes in the Nashville area, Corey Perkins is your man. You can reach out to Corey via phone call or text at 615 967 8623. Or you can reach out to Corey via email at Corey Perkins at Realtracks. Dot com real track spelled r-e-a-l-t-r-a-c-s dot com trevor it's now time for segment one hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back into episode 252 of The Door Report, powered by Corey Perkins of Parks Realty. Trevor, it's time for a transfer portal update. We had a huge transfer portal update i'm gonna mess that up multiple times last episode mm -hmm. a lot of guys transferring out we ran through that whole list we won't do that again first of guys transferring out there have been no new names no. enter the transfer portal unless i've missed them there have been a couple guys that already announced they were transferring out that have found new homes yeah first of all Jaden mcgowan Mm -hmm. To nobody's surprise, has officially committed to South Carolina. Yep. It's going to be very interesting to see how he performs in that Gamecock offense without Spencer Rattler. I Do we even know who they're – they don't even know they who the quarterback's going to be. Interesting choice. I think that is where Jaden McGowan's from. Yes, so it South makes Carolina sense. kid. It makes sense in that way. But an interesting decision by Jaden McGowan to go to another program 
with an unsettled quarterback room. Have fun playing Beamer ball, brother. I, it's just like, have you not learned your lessons from the mistakes previously made? Like, yeah. I, he's going to be the guy who's going to be involved in that South Carolina offense. They obviously had issues with drops last season. Yeah. Big time issues with drops at South Carolina. But once again, you're, you're probably going to have a team that struggles to get you the ball consistently. Again, does this, and, and tell me if I sound biased, I know Vanderbilt was bad this year. Does this not feel like a lateral move? It's where he's from. So in one, but just in terms of like the program and like where they're at, at this very current moment, December 14th, 2023, does it not kind of feel like a lateral move as close to a lateral move as you can possibly have going to another sec program? Yeah. From Vanderbilt. You know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah. South Carolina. Are they better than Vanderbilt? Probably. Yeah. Yes. Do they have a bigger fan base than Vanderbilt? Yes, of course. Vanderbilt has the smallest fan base in the entire SEC. But that program is not in an incredible place. that They just need a few transfers in, and all of a sudden they're going to be a competitive SEC program. I mean, I also think we should note, if South Carolina doesn't do really good this year, Shane Beamer might get fired. It's true. They were sick and tired of him last year and his dumb euphemisms. So... You're going to a program that, in my opinion, I, I do think it's a lateral move because you don't have a quarterback. The offensive line was just as bad as Vanderbilt's. Um, and you're playing for Shane Beamer, who might get fired, and then you might find yourself in the portal once more. Who knows? Congrats to him, though, I guess. Um, Sorry, South Carolina, I'm, comes, I'm South Carolina out, uh... comes here next year, don't they? Uh, do they? We uh, have the schedule. I think. To go over. I think. I think South Carolina comes here. I'll pull up the schedule. We will go over that. Uh, in the next segment. Will Sorry. is sending out tweets. Right I am now. sending out <laughs> tweets from the TDR account. So if I'm a little bit distracted, I had to tweet out about another Vanderbilt wide receiver. We should let Phoebe run the Twitter now that she's Phoebe somehow. Ar- Phoebe already has her own. Somehow Twitter utilizing to run. her little toe beans in now order to send tweets. So Twitter already or Phoebe already has a Twitter uh, has oh. been created. Follows TDR members, birds, friskies, uh, cat food. Well, what is Phoebe's um, Phoebe's name on Twitter? Uh, Orman Hammer Cat Litter. She follows them as well. That's a big uh, Phoebe's name is Phoebe P H E E B Phoebe Da D A Producer Phoebe the Producer Phoebe the Producer. So give that a follow. Uh, Phoebe's running that account. It's not on us. She's just purring and meowing at news. So that should be an interesting follow. But another Vanderbilt receiver, what I was tweeting out about, Will Shepard has committed to Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we have said going from one black and gold to another black and gold. So don't have to worry about changing up the wardrobe that too much true. in the color scheme. Uh, big, big audience for will shepherd yes which is i'm guessing not guessing is probably is what he wants it's probably what he wants Shadur Shadur sanders at qu- is at quarterback i think will shepherd is one of those guys that does have potential to have star power so i think yeah. for him in the nil era this might make sense mm-hmm. um i he's he's an interesting personality i think he fits the colorado team well i don't want to talk too much negatively about Will Shepard, because I understand why he would want to transfer. I think Will Shepard is definitely a me-first guy. That's not necessarily 
a bad thing. All That's the also time. just wide receivers. That is, in we general. talked about yeah. that. You want that in wide receivers yeah. in, in some ways. All most of the great wide receivers have some of that in them. I think the only wide receiver, and I, th- I, I firmly believe this, the only wide receiver that I know of that probably did not have that in him was Jordan Matthews, James Jonathan Krause. Jonathan, he's not a great wide receiver, though. but he's yeah. great for Vanderbilt. But, I'm not but Jordan Matthews definitely seemed like a whatever it takes to get the team over the hump guy. That'll be I will actually be very curious to see what his role is like with Colorado. He's already he automatically transfers into a team to where he's already the number two option behind Travis Hunter. That's true. He's he's going that's that's what and I get it like. And I, this just happened, like, what, like 30 an minutes, hour ago. an hour ago. He just announced, like, an hour ago. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, a big personality like him wants to play for a big personality like Prime. I do get that. But for somebody who was tweeting earlier, like, quote, tweeting the on three transfer portal rankings, he's like, we need to, he's like, it's not too late to delete this and change this because he wasn't in the top 10. Um, transferring to a team to where you're already the number two guy to where I'm sure he had plenty of offers to where he could have been stepping into the locker room already, the number already the number one guy going somewhere to you're already the number two guy before you've probably even flown into Boulder, Colorado. seems like an odd choice to me. You're going to have eyes on you. I mean, that's, it it makes sense in the same way. The Jaden McGowan decision makes sense. That's where he's from. Mm Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense for me that Will Shepard goes to Colorado. Yeah. I, I could have seen him going to USC. I could have seen it, but yeah. a bigger market team. He feels like more of a West Coast personality, in my opinion. I don't think that's offensive, but I, I think that might be a decent fit for I, Will Shepard. I tell you what, he drops the ball twice, and Coach Prime's going to have the boy in a chokehold on the sideline. I think he might. I, yeah, you want to, yeah. You want to talk about, we always nag on Clark for not showing emotion. Um, Ooh. If Clark Lee like pulled you out of an entire series because of a because of a celebration penalty, I think if you drop one easy pass, I think Coach Prime might. I mean, he just might score up on you on the sideline by the Gatorade cooler. Might be. I don't know. I, I I feel like that might be a clash of personalities. Yeah, I mean, just as a list, just to run through a couple, he had offers from Houston, USC, Miami. Uh, Colorado, obviously. Who, who else? LSU. LSU, Tulane. Florida. I mean, a lot of Texas A&M, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Minnesota, Auburn. He had a ton of offers. Yeah. And ultimately ended up in Colorado. Going to have a national audience on him. That's hard to get. And then IL era makes sense. So, mm-hmm. Trevor, I think it's time to get into this 2024 schedule. Oh, we forgot Nate Clifton. He also committed to USC. That is right. Nate Clifton, defensive lineman, did commit to USC. Him being a four-star in the portal? Am I missing something? Big body experienced on the defensive line. I I saw that on three ranking, and my jaw dropped. Maybe I truly, not joking, maybe I really just don't know football like I think I do. That shocked me. I don't understand why he's a four-star. I don't understand. I don't know enough about the technicalities of defensive line play to really be able to criticize that but how much how good can you really be as a defensive lineman currently at your level of ability if you were a part of this Vanderbilt front seven this year how good can you actually be 
because I mean, this was pick, but <laughs> this, I'm, this Vanderbilt defense outside of CJ Taylor and outside of Langston Patterson was truly the worst in the country. It's the worst I've ever seen. No, it was yeah. actually we read through the stats at the end of the year. It was yep, bottom the five in the country and the worst in all of power five. How good can anybody on this defense really be outside mm-hmm. of Langston Patterson and CJ Taylor? So Vanderbilt also had a couple commits in. Uh, we'll start with the biggest of those two that Vanderbilt had commit as transfers. Julian Ashby, long snapper <laughs> from Furman, has committed to Vanderbilt. The Wesley Schelling heir apparent. Are we officially a Julian Ashby podcast? I think I think this podcast has long snapper energy. Do a lot, put in a lot of work, get some credit whenever we make big splash plays like recovering the ball in the end zone. But really, week in, week out, we just do our job as best we can. I think this is a Julian Ashby pod. Hard hat and lunch pail kind of pod. Just come in, do your job. Don't don't need any of the glory. Don't need any of the recognition. Mm-hmm. Just do your damn job. That's yep. Julian Ashby to me. Julian, stop by the tailgates. Long snappers <laughs> are always welcome. Uh, ask Wesley Schelling. We are very, very. We friendly. did. We we hosted Wesley Schelling we to a couple of we baseball did. tailgates. Also, is that is there ever been a more Vanderbilt name ever than Julian Ashby? Dude, Julian Ashby. That sounds like a Vanderbilt student if I've ever heard of one. Going from Wesley Schelling to Julian Ashby, legendary long snapper name. Yes. Uh, the second commit, not as big of an impact type player, four star safety Ranton Fontenet from TCU. Huge get. Former Vanderbilt football commit. I was being facetious tongue-in-cheek when I when I opened it up with Julian Ashby. Randon Fontenet is splash. He is a splash get in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Four-star transfer. He's going to make an immediate impact on this defense alongside CJ Taylor at that safety spot. I mean, he's probably a game one starter. He's what, unless I'm wrong, he's what, six two? Six two or six three. Yeah, he's a he's a tall, rangy yeah. safety. If you've watched his film or watched him play at all, he is going to be a guy that is going to pop. Yeah, I don't want to say that one hundred percent because I thought similar things of Prince Collie. <laughs> so you never know with injuries. You never know how these guys are actually going to work out once they get on campus. Yeah, but Randon Fontenet should be an impact player next yeah. year. Yeah, and, and and talk about getting a splash player to position of need at safety. After uh, my boy Dericky had a rough season, um, Jalen, uh, just call it what it is, he was old and slow. Uh, getting a big, a young, only a sophomore, getting a kid there at that position that you know can play, big, big get. We need to see a lot more big splash gets yeah. in the transfer portal, but yep. hopefully there will be more updates. That's all we have right now. Hopefully next episode, in episode 253, when we have our very special returning guest. We have more to discuss. Who is that guest? Including, hopefully next week, we will have more official updates on this coaching staff. Good Lord. Trevor, there are a few little murmurings specifically surrounding the strength and conditioning coaching job. What are you currently hearing? Little birdies, what are they telling you about this staff? Yeah, so uh, as, as we all know, the Chuck Losey news, which I stand by my sources. All that happened. Just things move fast. You all know. Um, I'm finally hearing a singular name. Not a couple names. I'm finally hearing a singular name. Um, and if you're on the message boards, this this has been been spouted. Uh, I heard yesterday. Was today's Thursday? 
I heard last night. Yeah, I heard last night, Wednesday night. Uh, we were talking about a specific guy, Matt Ballas, Notre Dame, uh, was the strength and conditioning coach at UConn as well as at Mississippi State during the era in which I believe they were number one in the nation for a period. Um, I I hear Vanderbilt might be getting close. Um, also, too, let's just call a spade a spade. Vanderbilt just offered his kid, and his profile picture on Twitter is him in a Vanderbilt hat. So if I, if, if I swing and miss on this, I swing and miss. The, the guy is wearing a Vanderbilt hat in his profile picture. I don't know what to tell you guys. For everyone out there, Trevor's referring to Matt Ballas. Oh, what did I say? You said Matt Ballas. Oh, did no, I? You said bad, it right. I'm just repeating. Yes, I'm repeating Ballas. the name because I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans might not be familiar. With For the one name. second, I thought like I was like just saying Chuck Losey <laughs> over, and I was like, wait, was I saying Chuck Losey the whole time? <laughs> it's pretty. All the signs are pointing to Vanderbilt's very close to closing a deal for yeah. Matt Ballas. They just offered a preferred walk on to his son Jake Ballas. He announced it via Twitter. Uh, he said his son, Jake Ballas, said, after a great conversation with Coach Lazinski, I'm in- extremely excited and blessed to announce I've received a D1 offer as a PWO, preferred walk-on, from Vanderbilt University. Can you read the quote tweets on that? <laughs> the, the quote tweets are delicious. Just eyeball tweets. All they are yep, eyeball just tweets. Just a lot of eyeball tweets. Hack squat with a little eyeball Joey. tweet. Joey with a little eyeball tweet. Billy Derrick. Big Billy D. Big Billy D, baby. Uh, Billy Derrick, since we brought up that name. With, with the uh, with the, the thinking man emoji. The, with the, mm, the Socrates emoji. Billy is a deep thinking man. Mm, yes, so, very intellectual. Uh, that might be a guy that he's been on the podcast before. Could that be the guest? What if next? one day we just bring Billy back? Just what for, if we have Billy back? The boys are back in town. The funniest part of I just realized also that song's not about his friends being back in town. What's it about? It's about just the boys, the hometown hot boys being back in town. It's not about his friends. Go listen to that song again. Make sure. Yeah. We're not going to get too into that because I haven't researched that fully, but I did listen to it recently with that perspective and went, holy shit. You want to know what? It, It actually isn't about his boys being back in town. It's just about the boys being back in town and it's been bastardized. I mean, that's what we did with Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Everybody thinks Fortunate Son is a is a pro America song, but it's it's actually anti Vietnam. Exactly, it's a very similar anti Vietnam song. I really hope I'm right about that, and I'm not spreading misinformation. There's always a possibility I'm spreading (laughs) misinformation on accident, just through pure stupidity. There is let the fly before we get into the 2024 schedule release, which we will do after the TDR cocktail break. Uh, there is one decommitment from the 2024 class. <laughs> we don't usually cover these too heavily. There's not too many of them, but this decommitment was eye popping to me. <laughs> An electric was, decommitment. How do you pronounce Galicia? Galicia. Galicia. Galicia Theodore, a three-star cornerback, decommitted from the University of Vanderbilt, and I say that purposefully. Because I'm going to read his tweet about decommitting. It says, respect my decision, one Hana. And then it's a, you can't see it. The really classic notes you can go, app. It's a note the screenshot. The classic notes app. That in large words says, decommitment with a red line underneath it, which is funny in and of itself. 
the 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 capitalization yeah. of the first letters of some of these words is also funny. So go check out his Twitter at Galijah three. We also quote tweeted it from TDR. Don't attack him. Please read it. Just you've got to read it. You've got to see how how insane this is that this guy was committed to Vanderbilt University, the elite prestigious academic the Harvard of the South. He says, after careful consideration and speaking with my family, careful capitalized for some reason, I, w- I will like to announce that I will be decommitting from the University of Vanderbilt. My recruitment is officially open. In that sentence, decommitting was capitalized. The University of Vanderbilt, all capitalized. From? From also capitalized. And then in the final sentence, my recruitment is officially open. Every word in that sentence is capitalized except for is. So he, I will like to announce that I will be decommitting from the University of Vanderbilt. How did this guy have an offer? And how had he been cleared to academically qualify to attend Vanderbilt University or the University of Vanderbilt? I have a theory that this is one of those offers that's not a real I offer. Think. I, I think I think that's what it was, but still, nonetheless. Oh, he deleted it. Oh, <laughs> God. Nonetheless, nonetheless, even if it was a fake offer, I don't ever want to hear Clark or anybody from the administration in Kirkland spout off this false narrative that Vanderbilt cannot work away around the rules to get kids who would not initially qualify into Vanderbilt. If this kid, and I'll say it, if we got Ray Davis into Vanderbilt, we can get anybody into Vanderbilt. I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to stand by that. If Ray Davis got into Vanderbilt, I don't want to hear any more excuses. Yeah, the comments underneath are pretty funny. I think you're right. I suspected that from the beginning, but the comments underneath are very funny. Somebody, the a Gladeville local at Crook 0613 said, in or quote unquote, our academic standards are too high, dot, dot, dot. This motherfucker's grammar skills are sixth grade level. <laughs> yeah, well, can't really argue with that. That's what I've said for a long time. They use that as an excuse for yes. their failure. Yeah. There are certain situations, grad school transfers, yeah. guys getting in, that could actually yeah. happen. I think a lot of times that is used as a crutch for the failure, incompetence, and laziness of this academic department over the last 40 years. I mean, Jesus it has Christ. Been used Let's as, just... Look at Duke basketball, man. How do, we got Brian Kimbrough into Vanderbilt. Yeah, like, let's be real come on, here. Let's be real. But that's the last of the roster updates for football that we currently have. Trevor, I think it's time for everyone out there to grab themselves a cold one before we break down the 2024 Vanderbilt football schedule very quickly and then give a boring and brief preview of Vanderbilt's upcoming matchup against the Texas Tech Red Red Raiders. So mess that up. Grab yourself a cold one and we will be right back. Welcome back from the TDR cocktail break. Trevor, you ready to get into segment two of episode 252 of the Door Report? Ready to roll. This will not be very exciting, so this might be a good time to leave the episode. We'll see if the viewership numbers drop off and if people listen or if they come back for more insanity in segment two. Hey, we have your IP addresses. We know whenever you drop off. We know. Phoebe knows. She's the one that gets us the info. It's like playing... uh... Modern Warfare 2 back in elementary school whenever you'd like just not quick scope somebody like I have your IP address I know where you live we know where do you live we hacked the mainframe <laughs> so Vanderbilt officially Vanderbilt football officially released their 2024 
schedule. Most of this we already kind of knew, uh, but the SEC actual order of games, and then there was an interesting switch up in one of the out-of-conference opponents for Vanderbilt on the official schedule. So I'll just run through this. Starting off the season at home against Virginia Tech, then at home against Alcorn State, on the road at Georgia State, insane game to be playing on the road. Thanks, Derek Mason. Jesus Christ. Then on the road at Missouri, bye week. Then at home versus Alabama, on the road at Kentucky, at home versus Ball State, at home versus Texas, easy dub, at home or on the road at Auburn, then at home versus South Carolina, then another bye week, then on the road at LSU, and then closing out the season at home against the Tennessee Vols. Trevor. This is a brutal schedule. Uh, really? Because all I see is 12-0, and 0, baby. All I see is 12-0, and 0, but there's going to be no concerns about Vanderbilt's strength of schedule after they go 12-0. and 0. They're going to be in the college football playoff, Yeah, obviously. yeah. We're not going to have a FSU No fiasco. Florida State situation. There was one thing that jumped out. We knew about the road game on the horizon at Georgia State. Yeah. Thank you, Derek Mason, yeah. as you already said. We should schedule MTSU next year. We should. We should schedule we MTSU. You want to talk about? You want to talk about lot to, lot two being angry? That'll I'll be angry. That that actually will probably happen. They should. They should. That's totally actually makes that, that makes way too much sense for that to happen. So. Hey, if you're listening, dear Meyer Clark, I don't know who makes the schedule. Kansas Story Lee, Comment. schedule MTSU next year. Yep, or whenever you can, as soon as possible. I would love to face Derek Mason. That would actually be a very entertaining local game that, that should, be, yeah. where Vanderbilt should be a heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. And you already have some familiarity with Derek Mason and what he's going to do against a program you should beat. Local makes a lot of sense. Would have fans excited. Do it. That's a great idea. Yep. the The one game that jumped out for me is Vanderbilt had SMU on their schedule, <laughs> and now all of a sudden they have Ball State. Thank God. Instead, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Ball State sucks. That's a and bad SMU program. is good. And SMU is good. Ball State went four and eight last season or this season, however you want to call it, because we're still in the current season. Yeah. But Ball State, big downgrade in opponent slash upgrade, however you want to view it. So good job to yeah. the Vanderbilt uh, schedule coordinators figuring out how to get Vanderbilt one more very winnable game on that yeah. schedule. We finally get revenge for uh, them giving us Riley Neal. <laughs> This is the this is this is the Riley Neal revenge game. Yeah, screw you, bozos. Yeah, that was, oh, I yeah. I forgot yeah. how excited I was about Riley Neal before yeah. he came in. You got a world of hurt coming to you, Ball State, for giving us Riley Neal. But I mean, we're still so far away from the 2024 season. I don't yeah. even know what this. We don't even have a quarterback. We don't even have receivers. We don't I don't have even, an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what this team is going to look like. So we oh, will. We totally. Did not discuss Nick Howell no longer on Oh, staff. yeah. Nick Howell to New Mexico. Ode to Joy? That was beautiful. That, I did <laughs> Thank not, God. I did not pick up that was Ode to Joy this until is... you said it. But, yeah. <laughs> this is Santa came early, boys and girls. Nick Howell's gone. Nick Howell is gone. Former defensive <laughs> coordinator Nick Howell is moving on to be a staff member at New Mexico. So very good to see that for Vanderbilt fans out the there. The state of New Mexico. Hmm. New Mexico state. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe know. maybe an OC coming from 
New Mexico State? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The signs. But I think it's about time to switch sports. We are currently in basketball season. (laughs) No matter how much Vanderbilt fans are choosing to ignore it and don't give a shit, frankly. Vanderbilt takes on Texas Tech on Saturday, December 16th at 6.30 p.m. on Big 12 Network slash ESPN+. The four and five Vanderbilt Commodores take on the seven and two Texas Tech Red Raiders. I think Vanderbilt's going to be a double digit, close to a double digit underdog minimum in this game. They haven't announced the line yet. ESPN's FPI gives Vanderbilt a 16% chance to win. That feels, feels high. Yeah, that feels, feels high, high to me. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to break down about this game. I've, I've never been this disinterested in a team ever. I think uh, Toussaint scores 30 points on our head. I think so as well. I, I've i lost faith in this team. I want them to prove me wrong. I hope they turn it on and go on an exciting run that lands them in the not-invited tournament, which is the best-case scenario now. Yeah. So I, I don't know why. What could possibly, you know, you, you like to see things through a gold-colored lens. Is there any positivity about this basketball season, no. or is it just dead? It's dead. It's dead. It's That's dead. how I feel. It's dead. Who did we just lose to? Uh, San, San Francisco? Francisco. Yeah, that was the. San Francisco's a good team, and that actually happened before last episode of the podcast. So we have nothing new to react to with basketball besides this team still sucks. They've given us nothing to show things are going to turn around. All the issues we pointed out preseason are worse than we expected. Shooting, <laughs> shooting is horrible. Rebounding, not great. Defense, not good at all. But the main issue, there's no shooters. No. There's zero shooters. San Francisco is a good program, a good mid-major. That shouldn't matter. Vanderbilt should be a good Power 5 program. Yep. It, you should not lose to San Francisco at home in Memorial. That should be a win. And you damn sure shouldn't be an underdog on your home court. Yep. I think I saw Billy Derrick tweet out that Vanderbilt was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They were a two-and-a-half-point underdog in that game against San Francisco. I got them as a two-and-a-half-point underdog. They still didn't cover. Really? Yes. That was the line on DraftKings, and it was correct. I did not. I'm not a gambling man. I did not The line that. had shifted. Maybe it started out where Vanderbilt was a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but I got them as an underdog. So that's the state of Vanderbilt basketball. We will tweet out the line once it is announced, but <clears throat> I don't have any keys to the game. Shoot the ball better than 40%. Uh-huh. That's my key. Yeah. Jerry, have your team in the gym and shoot the ball better than 40%. Unless you're able to shoot around 45 to 48% consistently as a team, this team is not good enough on defense to win games. You have to be able to score. You don't have Liam Robbins and QMB down low this year. You don't even have Lee Dort anymore this year. You have no defensive presence whatsoever. So you have to be able to score the basketball. And this team cannot score the basketball mm-hmm. besides occasionally Jason Rivera-Torres providing some juice from the bench. Yeah. Occasionally Ezra Mignon is able to get to the basket. Tyron Lawrence looks disinterested. Mm-hmm. Colin Smith is inconsistent, been dealing with a concussion. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, this game is going to be particularly bad because uh, – it it is in Texas, mm-hmm. and Texas, as you know, has a has a, a much warmer December time than Tennessee. So uh, this game will end, and Jerry Stackhouse will be at the golf course the next morning. 
So that's that's what I think is going to happen. That feels like a good note to announce who our guest for episode 253 will be. We've been in talks, been in discussions with former co-host of the podcast, Billy Derrick, current VandySports.com content creator, writer, host. Billy Derrick will be joining episode 253 of The Door Report to hopefully discuss the moves that will be being made over the next week within Vanderbilt football and also just chat it up. Just just we gotta catch up with old B D baby. We, hey, we saw we saw and he's Billy. coming here. He's coming yes, in he's person. Coming. Yes, he is. Yes. So this will be in person. Is, I've never in done an in person pod with Billy. In the studio, in person, Billy Derrick next week. Get ready, baby. <laughs> I mean the what? boys are back. The boys are back, back in town. I can't wait to have Billy. Billy's gonna be like so uh Where's the cat? <laughs> and all this, she's just going to appear up, like right behind Billy's shoulder. We'll have Billy in the middle. She's just going to appear behind Billy's shoulders, just being like, be like, being like, being like, I was the third host of the show. This has deteriorated so much from when I left. <laughs> but for myself, Will Byram, and my co host, Trevor Hewlin, this has been episode 252 of The Door Report, powered by Corey Perkins of Parks Realty. <laughs>